Y'all doing all right? 45. Booby, that's my nephew out there. The boy can play some football, I'm telling you. I think it'll win the Heisman Trophy someday. The Heisman, really? Oh, yes, sir. You can bet on it. Okay, who's your guy's favorite player? No difference. He can block, tackle, score the touchdown, snap the ball, hold the snap, and get the extra point. Hell, the boy will fill up the Gatorade cooler, walk the dog, and paint your back court. I'm telling you, that boy can flat out play football. Out, and he can pass. Right on, baby. Right on. I can take you far. You are now tuned in to the soft sounds of Kiwi Castle. Uh, Mac Daddy, let me get it started. Talk my shit better. Fat nigga on a fraternity. I'm a big stepper. I'm plain Jane. All y'all rock is designer. Bitches throw pussies at me. All I rock is vaginas. I just be laid back. All I got is recliners. I wouldn't join the Navy shit. All I got is Rihanna. <laughs> you jive turkeys is frivolous. I'm a light, this a filament. Slip your disc, I'm a krillin' it. I ain't feeling it. I'm a pimpin' the night skin, glistening eye. Be in your kitchen making drinks and putting dick in your wife. Keep me casting over the floating. Got colder than Nova Scotia. I'm rolling. My motion making your hoe let me motorboat her I'm a pimp tight nigga with a mouthpiece Bitches tell me I'm a maid nigga like a house key She remove her clothes and on the floor is where her blouse be Most of my bitches can't do a fucking thing without me Smackin' exquisite, don't believe in smackin' my bitches I just cut them off and put other ratchets back in position I'm a mathematician, subtracting and adding my digits I need accuracy, so don't you be distracting my bitches I'm a Mac with the accolades to prove it I tell all my bitches on a Saturday to move it And I done seen them all from the south of Kakalaki Mississippi, Arkansas, and back to Tallahassee I'm groovier than most players The slow stroker, the throat slayer Probably somewhere up in your home, player And I keep a switchblade for niggas who get serious Cause if I break a nail on your I'ma be furious If niggas slacking on they mackin' And I'm packing what they lacking Then his hoe will be contacting me for casual relax Seducing a hoe is something that I'm usually fine But I'm eating charcuterie and putting juice in my throat Just pimp It's the Untitled Podcast Hey yo 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 what's happening what's poppin' man You already know the vibes man This is the Untitled Podcast um, Episode 37 of your favorite podcast Favorite podcast man um, I am your host Boob you already know what time it is, man. I'm here with a very, very, very special guest, man. Um, kind of the direction we taking this thing, man, is I, I got some real dope people um, that I'm surrounded by, man. I really want to highlight these stories, man, and get into it. Uh, this guy, somebody I've known, shit, more than half my life at this point. You know we what I'm locked saying? locked in. Yeah, man, locked in for down show, man. Um, always been creative, man. Always been somebody that's been pushing culture forward. Uh, pushing himself as well, man. Met on a basketball court at a girls high school, man. There in summer league. Um, actually was one of the first stretch fours in, in the city of Savannah, man. I'm saying that now. I'm, I'm putting that on you. I'm giving Uh-oh. that to you, man. So also, <laughs> man, the CEO of multiple, uh, multiple uh, firms and businesses, man. Most notably, uh, winging it. Um, and I'll let you get into that, man. But without further ado, man, my guy, my brother, man, Ken Roche. Oh. I ain't gonna lie yeah. for starters, man. I I was telling you, man, I feel like I feel like I'm already uh I already made it where we at right now, man. I'm <laughs> loving the scenery, bro. So yeah, the starters, man, appreciate you for setting the dope tone and um 
appreciate you definitely for that introduction, man. I, I, I don't know if I can stand in all that, but I'm here for you today, <laughs> man. But uh, yeah, like Boob said, yeah, um, my name is Kenneth Ruscha. Um, I'm from Savannah, Georgia. Uh, we can start in high school. I went to Groves and then I transferred to Jenkins and graduated, mm. which I know me and Boobs are getting into that. And I know <laughs> if anybody from Groves listens to this, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know I, I love my rebels, but you know, I'm a warrior at this point. So, yeah. but we're going to get into that one though. But yeah. Um, yeah. Outside of that. Yeah. We can, um, we could touch on the business too. Uh, if y'all already haven't known, um, we're winging it Savannah. So, uh, we're the first social media restaurant. Mm. You know, we're pioneers in the market that we actually created ourselves. So um, for starters, if you have Instagram, you can follow us at W-I-N-G, the letter N-I-T-S-A-V. Or on Facebook, you can follow us at W-I-N-G, the letter N-I-T, Savannah. And um, yeah, definitely make sure you bang that follow button. Um, become a part of the community. And yeah, um, outside of that, uh, we we have a marketing company called Viva Connection. Shout out to the team over there. Uh, that really just honestly, literally is the reason why we are in this space now. And we can harp on that too. Um, also, make sure y'all check out our Winging It Premium Sauces. Um, that's also um, one of our newer entities that we just added. And if you get a chance while you're on social media, type in hashtag new Savannah and you'll see all of my dope entrepreneur friends and what we do around your city in Savannah. If you are in the area. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's just a little bit about me, man. We can I promise you we I'm here with you so we can touch on all of it. Yeah, we can get all that, man. That, and that's one somewhere I want to start, man, because you actually were the first person uh, that I saw that kind of um, started a hashtag uh, new Savannah. And I saw it and immediately kind of piqued my interest. Because I think you've asked a lot of people, you know, about their hometown. You get a lot of people saying, I want to get out. Yeah. You know, no matter where you're from. People from Atlanta, you know, I know in school in Statesboro, I went to Georgia Southern. And a lot of people from Atlanta came down to Statesboro because they wanted to get out of A. Yeah. A lot of people from Savannah State, you know, same concept. Um, so a lot of people feel like they need to leave um, their hometown in order to grow. And for a lot of people, that is the case. And salute those that do. But um, the ones who do stay. Um, Savannah, we we all know it has been a little behind on a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, um, it's growing now, but I think that kind of plays into to what you put in, um, in New Savannah. So that hashtag New Savannah, what does that mean to you? All right, so um, for hashtag New Savannah, so I originally started because almost some of the same similar reasons. Um, you know, it was kind of like a, it's kind of like a bad name for Savannah in the area. You know, like locals had a bad name for it, but. It was crazy that tourists and even when you travel out and you tell them you're from Savannah, you know, they have a totally different outlook on it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was crazy. Um, I ran into a guy that was uh, from Savannah, a well-known business owner. I won't name him today because, you know, what I'm saying we'll, we'll drop that on the next episode. <laughs> um, somebody I really looked up to and uh, we had a conversation and he described himself and Savannah as a place that's dirty. Mm. And he was like, yeah, people down here are dirty. We ain't, we, ain't, we ain't nothing down here. Like, people in Atlanta are better. Like, that's literally the conversation I'm hearing from a guy that I looked up to. So, um, yeah, I always say, you know, I, I didn't never believe in that. So, um, actually, hashtag New Savannah started with a couple of my entrepreneur friends. Um, I just said, you know, let's actually start a new wave and actually – 
you know, create something that people can actually take pride into. So right, right. Uh, New Savannah is actually a collection of different entrepreneurs in the city mm-hmm. that that is willing to stand on that mantra of collaboration over competition. Mm-hmm. Um, that's willing to help each other. Um, I don't know if you noticed since we did the New Savannah trend, have you noticed in the city how it's actually become like a thing to repost somebody and repost a business. Like it's right, kind of like right. a popular thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely. can thank us. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Hey, <laughs> you can thank us. Yeah. No, we made it, we made it dope. We yeah. made it dope to support each other. So what it was is my first year before I even started my businesses, when I was working my marketing company, I bet you a lot of guys don't even remember it, but for a whole year boobs, I literally supported similar businesses to mine yeah and supported all local businesses like a lot of my partners i'm working with right now i literally supported them early and um that's really what it comes from so just to round it up um new savannah is basically basically a hashtag um that you could type in on instagram or facebook and you'll see a lot of dope entrepreneurs um you'll see a lot of community outreach um, you'll just see a lot of great things actually going on on in your city that i bet you didn't know about and uh, we're just trying to create something new. So, um, yeah, definitely, that's New Savannah. Absolutely. And I think that um, one thing you did just you mentioned, um, collaboration over competition. Um, you know, a lot of people who are local and have been in Savannah for a while, typically we talk about, you know, that, that crab in the bucket mentality and feeling like, you know, you shouldn't make it if I didn't make it. And why do you? Why are you the chosen one? Why do you get to do this? Nah, nah, nah. It should be me. You know, and uh, we talked a little bit off mic you know, about, and I dropped kind of that, that Jay-Z line, and, and listeners, y'all know I typically love to drop a little lyric. And the lyric is, you know, never was a Harvard student, just had the balls to do it. You know, and having that ultimate confidence, Bar. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know what I mean? The, the ultimate confidence is step outside yourself and just put yourself out there. You know, put your art on front street. Because that's what it is at the end of the day. You know, your wings are art. Like, what you do is, is art at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And, and putting yourself out there. Because you, you leave your ch- yourself out there to say, hey, man, nigga, wings trash. And people can do that. People probably have. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I've well, had them. Yeah. I, yeah I've I, had them. I, yeah. I, and just to harp on that, just to even piggyback off of that, you know, for starters, you said one thing, um, putting yourself out there. So one of the things that I do and I actually teach a lot of my partners to do is I actually search for 20 people to tell me no a day. That's dope. Like, and I search for 20 people to not like me a day. Okay. Like, that's my goal. So speak that a little bit. So what's that do for you? Talk to me. So um, it's a couple ways you can go about it. So um, I'll say for starters, the easiest way to think about it is um, I call it the thirsty guy in the DM, right? Mm. So let's just say uh, this guy, it's just a thirsty guy. I mean, it's not no cool guy, nothing. It's just a guy who's just shooting a shot in the DMs, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, so uh, he shoot a shot at three to five baddies, right? Yeah. His average of getting them to respond I, I'm talking about this. I'm talking about baddies. I'm talking yeah, about baddies. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. he's shooting his shot. Yeah. His average to get girls to respond or those girls to respond is going to probably be low. Probably right. be a zero. Right, right, right. But let's just say he used the same strategy, right? <laughs> and did it for 50 or 100 or 500 <laughs> girls. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of women mad as shit at you about that. So... The reason I say, I and mean, you can you can go around, but I say guys are thirsty girls. I already know what you having to deal with, so mm-hmm. trust me, I know this guy already. Yeah. So don't worry. Yeah, but um, <laughs> we all but know I'm, that guy. But I would say in that same space, his average 
naturally just grew. Yeah. His chances naturally just grew. That's fact. His market naturally to get a response literally just grew. Yeah. And I bet you after 500. Oh, yeah. I bet you you'll get one to bite. And you know what's funny? Uh, (laughs) It's funny, man. Everybody I know that I look up to, my mentors, um, you know, one of the main things I've always heard is you only got to be right once. At the end of the day, all you got to do is be right once. You can try and try. It's like that old Cat Williams stand-up, right? He said, you know, you ever been trying and trying? Don't worry. And trying and trying, don't worry. Then you finally get that shit right. Just that one time, and that's when, boom, and you see, take off. And and sorry to cut you off, but actually that segues into my next point. So yeah. you remember I said there's a couple ways you can look at it. Mm-hmm. Second way you can look at it is the more I get denials or the more I do that pitch, yeah. I'm naturally creating a repetition. Mm-hmm. So now, now when I'm doing it, I'm learning a new lingo to do it. Yep, I'm learning a new body language now. I'm learning new. I'm I'm learning new flashy ways to put it out there. I'm learning new like techniques about it. So you you, repetition is important. You know, I'm saying in entrepreneurship, and you know, it naturally breaks you into that person. So I would say, in the midst of it, you know, you're teaching yourself and you're 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 working on your craft along the way with those no's. Yeah, and I tell you, boobs, just because honestly, I don't really talk much, but I give my exclusive for my boys. <laughs> my guy, I, I tell you straight up, like you know, I haven't gotten twenty people to tell me no. Yeah, in a day. Yeah, and my company has done six figures. Hey, hey, in the year ain't over yet. So. Gunshots to that man. Gunshots you know, to so, that. Uh, we. That's just where we at with it, and I, and I say that to say, um. Don't be afraid of denial. Like, I, I deal with people all the time that's afraid of denial. Get denied as many times as you can. Um, my market, literally, right now, for my most most of my customers, honestly, off of our Facebook and our Instagram, I think we get, on an average base of, like, all of our sales, we probably get, like, 5% to 3% off of Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Of, of our... Mean? Which means the other <laughs> ninety five to ninety seven is coming from. They coming. Yeah, it's word of mouth. That's just you know. No, it's not. No, it's not that. It's it's not. It's not just my friend on Facebook. I thought would. I got you. It's coming from. I got you. It's not that you, support I, I thought I had when yeah, I started. It ain't it. that. Yeah, it ain't that. Oh, I ain't gonna say no family members, but I mean, it ain't that family member mm-hmm. that you thought was gonna just always pull it's up. It's never that. It's never that. You know, you so know, yeah, and it's funny too because they're also going to be the ones down the line that say, "Nah, I was with you. Remember, remember, I was with you from day." Well, they always come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, always, always. One, yes. one thing I say about that too, people, let them come back because yeah. sometimes in a space when you're starting off, sometimes it might not be their time to be in that, but. I feel like, you know what I'm saying, at this point in life, you know, we were we were just kind of like warped into this mindset of just how we're doing things right now. So when you're you're going to be probably a lot of people that's listening to this, you probably got the opportunity to be the first in your family to even do something yeah. so impactful. So don't fault them for not seeing your vision or not understanding. Just understand you're that pioneer that has to be that change. I mean, you even talked about it, you know, some of the situations and problems that we went through weren't that long ago. Yeah. And yeah. I'm talking about we don't have to get into details, but some some odd 50, 80 years ago, it was a lot different. So mm-hmm. and some families are still living through some of this stuff. So, you know, I just say with that being said, you know, this age group that's coming through, especially I'm 32 right now, 
you know, we're probably going to be the staples of our family. Absolutely. You know, we're probably going to be the difference makers. Yeah. We're probably going to be the first time millionaires. Like, mm-hmm. and even if you don't become that, you got to understand, like, that's the reason. That's it right there. That's the right. reason why your family hasn't gone to that next level right, right. there because you are the piece that's needed. Absolutely. And we come from, and actually we talked about it last episode, you know, just us as a people. And we say us people are black people. You know, we, again, we're moving into a new realm. We come from families of, of parents who worked at jobs for 30, 40 years. Yep. That one job for 30, 40 years. Nothing wrong. They provided for us. Well, no, not they, even not even with nothing wrong. That was actually the right thing to do exactly. in that season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now we're shifting. You know, now yep. it's like, you know, and, and I want to get into something else because I've been watching you, G. Um, so another hashtag I saw you put out, fire your boss. And I remember you said I fired my boss today. I remember seeing that post. Oh, yeah. Like, Yo, that's dope. That's dope. <laughs> and I remember seeing that. And that's it's, it's such a new because you when if you go to your parents, your older uncles, cousins, whoever, and say, yeah, man, I think I'm going to quit my job. The look you're going to get, you know what I mean? You would think, oh, yeah, yeah you, you call them anything but a child of God, right? <laughs> like, it's, it's nuts. But for us, it's so normal, especially post, you know, not post, we're still in a pandemic, but coming out of a pandemic yeah. and transition. Or working through it. Yeah, working through it. And, like you know, that, what they're yeah. calling now is being the, the, the great resignation is what they're calling it. Yeah. A lot of people just quitting the job, saying, fuck it. I'm just going to grind. You know what I mean? Or, you know what? I got a better idea. You know, um... This podcast was birthed, you know, out of me having a bunch of free time. I still have oh, my yeah. job. I was blessed to still, you know, have a job. You know what I mean? But it was a lot of free time. I wasn't doing much. I said, you know what? Um, why not? You know, and that was the main thing. I think that's the mindset of this new level of 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 us and this yeah. new Savannah that you speak of. Is it's a lot of us saying, "Yo, shit, why not?" Yeah, definitely. why not? And I and I and I agree honestly. I mean, truth be told, I mean. When I, I, I have positioned myself to fire you. So before we go any further, guys, don't fire your boss. Prepare yourself first. Thank you. So, <laughs> so what does that look like? Let's walk through. Let's say I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this podcast and I say, you know, I can't stand my damn boss. I want to get out of here. And I got an idea for a business that's dope. What are my next steps? What, what, what can I do in the immediate? And what, are, what goals should I set to get out of this thing in six to eight months? All right. So... I mean, honestly, I would say for starters, um, before you even move in the business, you need to do a deep dive in mindset. Um, Mindset, literally. Mm -hmm. I would start literally there. I'm talking about don't start no business. Don't get no LLC. Literally focus on straight up mindset. Um, And I can kind of. I'll go into my, I can kind of give you my way of it. Cause I'm still learning how to put this stuff in verbiage. Right. But I can give you my story. So when I went through my transition, um, I had went through every level that you could almost work in a job. You know, if people know I, I was in management for probably about 12 to 15 years, you know, I had got into management literally after I was 18. Right. And, um, literally Walmart's like, literally restaurants in the city like people have seen me in these yeah, jobs I already that, yeah so i mean i mean i've been from a co-manager to a regional manager to training people from georgia and south carolina you know so me personally i was in a space where i kept making more money but i never was satisfied yeah you're gonna always you're never gonna nobody's gonna ever pay you enough i'm just here to tell you that right, right. now like somebody in a job unless 
I mean, unless you're working an engineer's position or, I mean, a doctor or something, like, nobody's going to really pay you enough. So I started off with that, and then I kind of went through, like, literal, like, like the four steps that people usually go through in life. So I went from, I started off with spiritual. Yeah. I got my spirit right. I tried to get, you know, right with God, got prayed, prayed up, you know, yeah. and really start focusing on it. Then I went mental. Mm-hmm. So I trained myself. I taught myself new things. I went through like courses. I mean, I taught myself credit repair. I mean, I went through like classes and learning different things of yeah. just, I mean, I went through like weeks and weeks and mentorships. Mm-hmm. After that, I went to the physical. So I started working out harder. Yeah. I started stretching my body out for, I, I used to do 24 hour days once a week. Yeah. And I'm talking about, I used to like stretch. I mean, I used to do four hour weeks sometimes where I only get four hours a day of sleep. Yeah. And I was just training my body, training my body to get ready for that grind. Right. And then I, I went ahead and got to the financial part. And I said, I had to get to a space where I had enough money to feel confident to make a move. Yeah. But I, I need I needed to learn about money. So right at the mindset that kind of goes right into where I was going to say next is you got to go into financial literacy. Yeah. Teach yourself financial literacy. So yeah. you need to learn about money. Like you need to learn how money operates. You need to learn the best tools to use for money. And I would say that's for starters. Right. After that, you need to really start breaking down your life to a space where you make a decision that, hey, if I put eight hours in at my job, I got to put four to eight hours into my dream. Work, work. And that's like, and that's like a true thing because it's that nine to five transition to that five to nine. Yeah, and 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 you you have to do it because this is the difference when you become an entrepreneur. That first couple of months, you're gonna be working. You, that's you're gonna be your hours. Yeah. Just yeah. like you just got off that job and then about to go into your next job, that's literally might be your entrepreneur hours mm-hmm. unless you really create a business. And I always tell people that it's two different things, creating a business and creating a job. Yeah. You know, so um, outside of that, I mean, I would say after that, you know, be very open with your boss. Yeah. Let everybody know what you're doing. Yeah. I just want to get everybody on board. Let them know your dream. Let them know what you're trying to do. So your boss now can start working with you. Right. Get, get with your HR. Let them know your dreams. Yeah. So they can start working with you. So now you start getting a stricter schedule yeah. or you get some off days that you need it and start executing on those off days. Start asking for those times off. Start leaving work earlier. You that's, know, and then I say after that, then. That's an interesting point. And, um, and I got to say, not to cut you off. No, you're good, a, bro. That's an interesting point because I think a lot of people in this process of transitioning from leaving their job to being a full-time entrepreneur they feel like there should be some sort of secrecy, right? Like, oh, well, I ain't going to say nothing. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to plug away, plug away, and then, boom, I'm walking desk for that two-week notice. Or that week notice, I'm just going to say, you know, fuck you and walk out, right? Like, so it's a lot of people who, and I don't know where that mindset comes from. Might be something we're trained to do because quitting, quit resigning and and quitting a job has always had this negative connotation, right? Like, it never feels like a good thing. Mm -hmm. It never feels like a level up. You know, for the employer, yeah, if you will, right? Definitely. Like for you, it should be. You yeah. think, you know, I'm going to another job, I'm relocating to another job, I'm whatever. But it's always good for me, bad for them. But there's never been a conversation where maybe we can work it to where it's what's best for both of us, oh, right? Yeah. Because if you're sitting here with this dream and you want to leave, if you don't act on it, you're going to your production is going to drop anyway. So one way or the other, you're going to leave this job. 
either you gonna leave or they gonna leave you one way or the other y'all gonna leave Definitely. so i really think that's a very interesting point you said is working with your job and, and obviously um it goes without saying every job's not gonna be as receptive oh yeah every job absolutely not. yeah i mean i would say um yeah every job won't be as receptive but just like a parent that you have to like prove something to like show them why like this is important to you. I mean, mm-hmm. cause I mean, they're going to judge you off of it now. So now it, it turns the light on you now. So yeah. you got to walk in that. You can't, now you got to be super on point because you don't mm-hmm. want to, you don't want to start slacking off. Cause they saying, Oh, don't, don't be the guy that starts saying like, Oh, you know, I was working on my business. So <laughs> that's why I was late or, Oh, you know, um, I was working hard last night, so I'm a little slow today. Like, don't be that guy. Like, be switch into that mindset of an owner. Like, switch into that mindset of a wealthy person. Like, you want every situation to work with you. I mean, honestly, all my jobs now, I mean, some of my ex-GMs, my last GM I was working with, I mean, me and him still have a close relationship. Like, he literally still pays my Sam's card bill. Like, no cap. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. shout out shout out to you, Michael. I ain't gonna lie, you a real one. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, <laughs> I did fire you. Yeah. But, <laughs> but shout out to you, my boy. Yeah, already. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's a good look. That's a damn good look, man. Definitely. So, um, so with that, man, I think it's a good, uh, a good, good opportunity for us to transition into music. Yeah. Um, you see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually I'll go ahead and pop it off, man. This this uh flavoring ear playlist, we're gonna actually run another um past ox segment. Last week went really good, got real good reviews, man. So uh past the ox, what's that, bro? So past the ox, man. Past the ox, we're gonna take it back. Take it back, you know what I mean? To to us at the kickbacks. You know, we've been at the kickbacks, we've been at kickbacks together. We've had kickbacks. Oh yeah. And that that <laughs> stay where that's at. But the vibe back, back when we were cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, for dance we dance ain't cool now. Uh, but when we were when we when we were somebody, um <laughs> one thing we can always do, man, is, is set the vibes. Um, so that's what this place is gonna be all about, man. So uh shit. I guess actually I'll go ahead and pop it off. Um so you got something for me? You know how it Let's goes. go. You Let's set go, the vibe, man. So don't get booed. Hey know? man, so I ain't gonna lie, this first one, this just my vibe. You know, I feel like this one need to be the identity of me. So this one gonna definitely be for the ladies. And and the guys might feel it if you one of them guys when one of the G's out here. So oh, we're gonna play that Drake in too deep. Too crazy, had a little bad enough And we stay good friends, we get too wavy All I know is that when this cup ends The next one begins My babe, you know me And you knew me back then And you know how it goes when I see you again You know I'm making my way to your ends And you know I need you to be there for me you a little post-so baby You a little 48 baby Got a little candy in her pocket She gon' take off like a You already know no, 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 no. 
up a couple more on the north side Text you, but I know you probably caught side Know I gotta come and check the whole man, baby, hold tight I just touched the city with the G-block stainers And we got adopted by some fit for strangers You know what it means when I twist these fingers Me and you being on a first-name basis Why you think I hate it when you talk that Drake shit? Same reason that you never left me hanging Same reason that I tried to make you famous Same reason that I tried to show that. Oh yeah, oh for sure. Come on now. Hey, that's you know that's on the docket. You believe that shit. So man, that was Drake, uh, in too deep. You remember when we first heard um um fuck, what a time to be alive? Dang. Of two or four. Yeah, that's two or four. It dropped that Sunday. We were watching the it was was just typical Sunday vibes with me, you I've been trying to tell him that Drake was the goat. Yeah, yeah. Long time, man. Long time. We actually sat there, let that run, had a few guests, you know, and and we let that rock out, man. And then the vibes was vibes. Oh yeah, and that was actually 2016 and just a quick little drop. We went to the uh we went to the concert too that year too. Yeah. That was crazy. That might have been the craziest concert. I'm talking about Drake. The Gucci had just got out of jail literally two days before. That's ill. And like it literally fell on our concert. Like yeah. I'm talking about Usher. I mean, it was it was crazy. I mean, one thing about it, any concert in the A, yeah, they gonna bring it, bring it out. They gonna bring you got to because the A is gonna bring it out. That's the that's the you know that's the that's that's, that's, that's you know I don't sound like tip man, but that kind of is slick. What kind of. It kind of is kind of for real, man. And so working together, that's what we're trying to get down here. Hey, man, think about it. That's a city that get acknowledged like they a state collaboration. You know, you you hear Atlanta going against Cali and New York. These are states. Yeah, absolutely. And they're Florida, New Orleans, you, you know, Texas. All that are going against Atlanta, a city. Everybody gets hot in rap. They move move to that. And then not to mention, guys, we're in Savannah. Any of my Savannah listeners, Atlanta, not that far, so. We've been drinking the same water. Why? You know what's crazy? the difference? I watch folks, and we almost get into a whole other topic. Uh, and we gonna we gonna, we gonna get to uh, to this music too. But I watch folks from Savannah go to Atlanta and turn that shit up. And I'm like, well, goddamn, did that in the city? Yeah. We gonna get there. We gonna get we gonna there. We gonna get there. We gonna get there. So, uh, for that too. yeah, man, I'm gonna go ahead and get into mine, man. I'm gonna take it back a little bit. Okay, boo. a little bit, I man. Have a that was gonna happen too. You know me, man. You know me. Yeah. So I'm tapping the titty boy, man, up in smoke. Seven 
smoking and that fucking shit And if I had another pick I would pick the other bitch Cause she more like the way I like them And this one right here ain't shit This one might need a put It's cold on the other side of here It's on Just relax. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I see where we went there. So we going, man. So we taking, man. So I was tip, man. Titty boy, two chains, man. I was up in smoke. Um, I already know it. So, uh, with that being said, um, one of the other things that we we talked about, um, that comes with it, right? That comes with it is, um. The backlash and kind of, and I don't want to say the hate because it's not hate. I think I like to look at it as misunderstanding, you know what I mean? And people not necessarily grasping exactly who you are, what you're doing, and why you should be able to do it, right? Um, so with that, uh, talk to me a little bit about um, not only the the negative, because we talked about the good, right? We talked about the, well, actually, we talked about kind of the process of building, um, but upon announcing, so I remember when you first put out in um, a, a, a transparent moment, I remember when you first put out, you were doing wings, right? And remember I saw it and I said, okay, cool. That's what's up, man, bros. I looked, I said, damn, the wings kind of expensive. That's, I checked myself because <laughs> of who, who the type of person I am. I checked myself, nah, 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 you're looking at it wrong. If bros is telling me the wings are worth that, them shit's got to bust. Had them for the first time. I had the uh, the honey. Lim- I never forget. Me had that damn honey little pepper. Banger. You was, was out of fries. You slid me some extra biscuits. I remember that. That's my way of putting you on. I really wasn't out of fries, guys. I was just putting boobs on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was hooked. <laughs> I was hooked. Every chance, yo, every chance I get, I put you on. Hey man, one slide me a little. I'll be there in a minute. Whatever slide you have, whatever slot you got next, put yes, me sir. in, and I'm pulling up. Yes, I'm sir. pulling up. But um. You know, obviously, there's going to be some negative that comes with it. Going to be some kickback. Going to be people who you thought might uh, support you who ain't really there for you. Oh, yeah. uh, so mentally, you know, how do you deal with that? Because obviously, these people you you are close with, if you expect them to support you, and if they don't, they're kind of hesitant. You know, how do you deal with that? How do you manage those relationships and situations post um, the launch of your business? All right. So yeah. So um. Yeah, that's actually a really good question because we do, I seem, I think we as entrepreneurs always seem to highlight the good parts but never talk about the ugly side. So, I mean, personally, how I deal with those those type of situations is um at the beginning, I, I can tell you a refined answer now, but at the beginning, I mean, it used to affect me, you know, and but what I had to learn was the Savannah market. So I just understood that for starters, you know, if people... Like, especially in Savannah, if people miss something in Savannah, they're going to want to they're going to want to they're going to want to come and just try it out or they're going to want to like try to find a way to get back to it. But I just always felt like, you know, even if I don't get any support, you know, what I did boobs. What's up? I lied. (laughs) I literally lied. So some free game, guys. I was sometimes not even selling a scrap, a lick. And I was posting on that mug, like, sold out in this mug. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, nah, that's real, though. That's real. That's hey, real. Hey, so you know how you deal with it? You know, you cry a little bit, and then you start lying and faking it till you make it. Yeah. You know, it's and that's a real thing. But I think with me now, um, 
Yeah, I just always said, you know, really people, the reason people, like, people like supporting winners, too, you know. Yeah, And people, you got to understand, especially until you start winning, like, you can't really expect somebody to just be all the way for you. Yeah. So, um, I just learned that early, um... I still have like feelings of like I wish I had certain support from certain people, but I think at this space in my life, I've learned that you know those type of people will come back around, right? You know, and then um, how I look at it is I actually look at it as a benefit because I just feel like I'm, I'm gonna take on the Fat Joe motto like price yesterday, yesterday's price. Is not, not today's price. It's not going to be today's price. It's not today's so price. I let people tell me no, and I, I have my prices at a cheap space. And not to mention, people don't realize, you know, at first, when I used to first open the business, like if any of my friends would have pulled up, yeah, I would have gave them free food. Like I would have, yeah. you know, I would have turned it up for them. Like, I just wanted people to come at one point in time just so they could try it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I say um, just worrying about support from your close friends. I mean, honestly, Sometimes, man, it's just weird, but it just—it's just one of the things that just don't happen, man. And you just gotta keep going and keep striving and just look for your community. So I stop. I think where I am now, I stopped paying attention to the people that didn't support me, and I created a table and started going places where I was celebrated. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so and you I know, hope that answered it somewhat because I—I'm sorry, I really don't look at the negatives no more. It's, yeah. it's like. Yeah. I literally capsuled it and put it so deep in my brain. Like, I really don't, like, I really don't see them. Like, you know. Yeah, that, that compartmentalization is big because it's it's there. And, and you know, for me, I, I kind of dealt with the same thing. It's like you got people who you really expect into. I remember when I first launched a podcast, right? And looking back at it, the first shit, to be real, seven, you know, not seven, probably ten episodes were bullshit in my eyes based on my standards, right? It just, it didn't sound good to me. I hate it. In my community, my circle, my tribe, if you will, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, they were the ones tapping in with me saying, hey, man, you need to fix that sound. It just, the content's cool, in it, but the sound, and I took the good from it, like, okay, cool. Well, we're doing the podcast, and the content's good. I could fix sound. You can, you could fix bad sound. Mm-hmm. You can't fix bad content. Yep. And the same thing in Europe, right? The food is good, right? So if that's all, if I know my, my shit slaps, if I know this slaps, cool. Everything else can work out. But the other side of it, too, is people who didn't support. You know, I, I had to work through those, those kinks of not um, taking it personal. Oh, yeah. Right? It'll and, break you down. Yeah, it, it would. I mean, honestly, like, you know, just being a human, like, you know, like I think sometimes when people see an entrepreneur, you're like, you... Like, sometimes people treat me like I'm a yellow sign with a wing on it that say the not-so-formal wing stop. Like, I get treated like a logo sometimes. Like, you know, and it's just, it's like one of them things that, you know, it comes comes with it. So I feel like as entrepreneurs that's in it now and that's going through it, you know, we need to be more vocal about that for the people that's coming into it. You know, be prepared for that, you know, because, you know, a lot of my mentors prepared me for it, but... You know, some people come into this and not have that preparation, you know, and especially that's going back to denial, being afraid of denial mm-hmm. is another thing that plays into that. So, right. heck yeah, man, that's a real thing. Yeah, absolutely. And um, another thing that you, you, you brought up was that, you know, you said if a lot of your people would have pulled up on you early, you would have given them food for free. We know they ain't pulling up now and getting food for free. 
So and without getting nada. <laughs> well, actually, I, that's cap. If you ask anybody, literally every event we do, we actually do give free food away. Um, yeah, I mean, you should have been working. I've actually been working on that. Actually, becoming a thing though. Um, like literally, like we give free food away every time. So. Just a shout out if you pull up at one of our pop ups, just challenge me on it. Just be like, I thought y'all get free food. And I promise you, you'll get something free. Yeah, we'll get you something, absolutely. I mean, you Especially if you listen food. to the podcast. Right now, if you listen to the podcast, you pull up on us this weekend, you get something free. Right now, if you listen to the podcast, just, uh, just say uh, the uh, untitled. 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 And then that's all you need. I promise you, I'm going to drop you something free. If mm-hmm. it ain't a six-piece wing, it's going to be some shrimp, some fish. We're going to get you something in there. Hey, hey, so you heard it here first. If you listen to the pod, you got an event. Is that Sunday? Uh, actually, from Thursday to Sunday. We're about to drop the schedule tomorrow. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah. So we'll make sure to get this clip out early. Yeah, so, I'm telling you. Listen I'm, to the pod. They got, they, got, they got from Thursday to Sunday the, the challenges. So. Yeah, already, man, already. So... Um, and to transition out of that and, and what I was going with that is, um, without getting too deep into your pockets, your pricing strategy, um, we got into that a little bit, um, off mic. Um, so how do you, when it, when it, let's say again, and, and I want to tap into the mind of someone who has a product they want to present and sell to, uh, to the people. And a lot of time in the black community, we kind of take issue with pricing, right? We oh, don't yeah. want to pay full price. You know, if my homeboy got this, I'm not paying you full price for a t-shirt. I'm not paying mm-hmm. you full price for your hoodie. Oh, yeah. I'm not doing it. Now, I'm going to go to Macy's and I'm going to drop $80 on that polo hoodie. I'm going to drop $80 on whatever, right? But my man's, nah, bro, you got, nah, I, I got, I got, I got a dub for you. What you want to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I know you deal with that a lot too. You know what I mean? Again, you're somebody who's known. You know what I mean? So when a lot of people know you, a lot of people want favors, a lot of hands out. Oh, yeah. So in your pricing strategy, um, let's start with just your pricing strategy, how you came up with what you want to charge, and also um, what does that represent? Because we talked about there's symbolism in pricing. Yeah, definitely. Um, So what does that represent for you? Like, why why is that important to get out? All right. So um, I'll start off with the pricing strategy. So, I mean, this is like some simple, like, business one-on-one stuff so you got to do something called um i guess the best way to say it is shop the market Mm -hmm. so what we did was we did a market study so we looked at the average price of every wing in the city like we literally like went to i went to every wing spot everybody who sold wings in the city so i went around based off of that so not to mention you know you have to incorporate your area so Savannah is a tourism area, meaning our prices naturally are more just because it's a tourism area. Right, of course. You know, so with those two things being said, you know, the average market price, actually from what I started off from, and if you're hearing this, the price has definitely changed since yesterday. So if you're hearing this podcast today, the prices change. It's going to be different tomorrow, don't worry. But, you know what I'm saying, the reason we did that was because, you know, that's what literally everybody in the city was charging like literally so along with looking at pricing i actually tried the wings so i saw what everybody was lacking i saw every you know what i'm saying downfall i saw every opportunity so my price was based off of that so um yeah literally just some that's literally business one on one if you have a product you know go to all the like like products that's in your area, shop around, try it, you know, and compare your prices 
compared to that and your quality. So, you know, that was one thing. So, I mean, now, so when I'm going to my pricing, so personally, I really never thought that I had the best wings in the world, but I just thought like I knew I could, I knew I could take wings to another level. So a lot of where my uh, pricing comes from is a space of the quality that we're given. Yeah. So with me, even down to my products that I buy, I don't buy like cheap items, you know, because I believe in what I put in my system. You know what I'm saying? That's that represents me. So, I mean, when we go into what price represents and that's what we were talking about off mic, if if I feel like I've tried every wing in my area and the price point is a certain price point and I know I can be better, how would you believe I'm better if I'm cheaper than every wing spot in the city? That's a fact. Like, and people don't realize, but we insinuate value with money all the time, like literally. Like, what's expensive, what's not expensive, what's a lot of money? $20,000 is a lot of money, right, boobs? Yeah. But is $20,000 a lot of money for a Lamborghini? Not at all. So. That's time. That's time. <laughs> so, so what's value? Value and money is still a car. It's, it's still. It's all subjective and relative, right? Exactly. So, you know, of course, with a Lamborghini, okay, now we're talking about a better motor and more customization. Right. Still four wheels. Still get you from A to B. <laughs> still get you from A to B. And it's still speed limit, so they probably get you there no faster than the other joints. So so what's what's value and what's price? So I I compared it to that. And then not to mention was um again, like I said, we're in the market of Savannah. So people in this market, you know, already have a higher price for food. It's just it's a tourism market. Search your tourism markets. If I start a business in Alabama somewhere, my prices couldn't be the same if they were in Savannah simply right. because I'm in a tourism area. Because ain't nobody going to Greenbow, Alabama. And not to mention, sometimes shipping is a problem, even though we're on the porch. You know, it's a, a tourism fact. area, so it's a lot of restaurants getting what I need here. That's you a know? fact. It's funny, man. There's a restaurant I go to often for lunch, man. It's a, uh, I'm not going to name the restaurant, um, but it's, it's, it's a Japanese restaurant, man. And shout out to them. They know who they are. They probably ain't listening, but whatever. Anyway, uh, they talked to me about that a little bit, and and we're just kind of chopping up, man. I'm paying for my food, man, and, and the owner's cool guy. Actually, him and his wife run it, and they cook and do all that good shit, man. And he was just talking to me, say, "Yeah, man, you know, the 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 price of chicken." Because actually, that's how the conversation started. We were talking about I come in, I order the same thing every time, and the running joke was, "I came in, I don't eat seafood, right? I, I do, but I, I'm kind of just getting into it." Or I wanted to try the salmon one day, so I tried it. Didn't really fuck with it. I'm sure it was good. It just wasn't in my taste palette yet, right? Yeah. So I didn't fuck with it. I asked her, like, I asked the, 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 uh, his wife, I said, yo, I ain't really fuck with this. Can I send this back? She's like, oh, no. No, 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 no. This was probably about a year ago. Fast forward. Um, and she was joking. We said, you're not going to try nothing new? I'm like, nah. <laughs> so I'm going to get that chicken. And we were just talking. He was telling me the price of chicken um, has gone up so much in the last six, eight months during the pandemic that, but he said his issue was that his price has been his price for so long. He doesn't want to go up. You know, he actually told me that shrimp is cheap as shit. 
So he said when he caters, he actually like goes and, and offers them as much shrimp as they want because that's cheap to limit them asking for the steak and the chicken. Um, that's so a real and, thing. Yeah. So so you so what you're talking about kind of speaks to that same point to where these pricing strategies all go into it. And, and I, I think it's important to highlight because when we talk to young entrepreneurs, young, old, when I say young, not age, when I'm talking young is in just starting out, um, those things are important to take into account, like these are the notes you should be taking, you know, it can't just be, you know, I got a dope product because it's not always enough. You, you can't know? just be looking out for everybody. Cause you ain't going to be able to help nobody. If you're looking out for everybody. And most important, you can't help yourself. Oh, definitely. Cause at the end of the day, you're still trying to put food on your table, feed you, your wife, your family, your kids, all that good shit. And if you're not doing that, you're trying to be the hookup, hookup, hookup. Cool. Cause they going to take that in the soon. And it's funny. Um, I think what you're doing in, you know, the restaurant business is a little different. It's a lot of sustainability in that, you know, long longevity in that, uh, you know, when we look at clothing lines, which tends to be, you know, what our community kind of gravitates to because we're creative. We want to build things and we all got to wear something, right? Um, those things sometimes be short or short lived. And it's mainly because they're chasing the new hot thing. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, and I would just say like, I guess I guess I can give y'all again. I'm still learning how to put this in verbiage, but I can always tell you from my standpoint. So, I think with t-shirts and some of the common things that we do in our community, those are like commodity, like markets where you know it'll be hot for a minute and you know it'll kind of die down. And me personally, I I personally look for a premium market. Like literally, that's literally everything I create has got to be based on a premium market because. Yeah. But when I believe in the people for starters, and I just believe in I believe in the community of people that rather go to Target than Walmart. Yeah. You know, I believe in that. And, and I, I chose my market on purpose. So and I even told you, like, even in this market, my price is a certain price so I can weed out. We can cuss on here. Yeah. So I can weed out some of the bullshit that Savannah yeah. got to offer. Yeah. You know, I don't want. I don't want that broken mindset at my restaurant. I don't yeah. want that broken because if you don't believe in treating yourself, I might not even serve you. Yeah. And not to mention, if you don't if you don't pay my price, I'd rather give you the shit for free. Right. Like, right. It, and then just get out of my face at that point, so, you so know. You, but so you see what that luxury tastes like. Yeah, and and, and it's just like one of the things that, like I said, in our community, we just understand. Then the next part is I'm trying to create something that we all can benefit from, and we can all. Um, take pride in and that's going to take money. So, you know, it's crazy that, you know, I still like, you know what I'm saying? I don't live no luxury lifestyle. You know, I'm putting it back in. Like, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to create the next thing. You know, I do a lot of community outreach. Like I do a lot of uh, just literally like volunteering at different spots. I literally give myself out as a servant in the community. Right. And then, you know, people don't realize doing that stuff take money. Yeah. You know, we did an Easter drive last year or this year, still in this year. So we did an Easter drive. And I mean, that costs money to yeah. do, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just like I tell people all the time, you know, sometimes the customers and everyday people aren't going to understand it. And it's not even their job to understand that. At this yeah, point, you know, absolutely. but at this point, you know, I, I can tell you the flip side of that is. My my biggest percentage of my customers tell me my prices are too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what you want. 
That's 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 a dope that's a dope base to have. So yeah. I got one community saying too expensive. I got my main source of people coming to me saying Charge we're more. entirely too cheap. More, 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 more. You know, it's funny, man, and I, I don't want to name places and name, but, you know, back in the G, back when, you know, as we said earlier, when we were cool, we would step out, right? There's certain spots we wouldn't go to. And the spots we would go to, it's, and it's, it's a funny dynamic. The spots we would go to because we know there's a certain group that wouldn't go because the 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 ambiance or the actual um, thought process behind that particular bar or establishment was it cost too much. What they didn't know, well, we were in there showing love and we were drinking free. We didn't get shit. You know what I mean? We 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 didn't pay a dime, but because the connotation is it cost too much, we killed two birds with one stone. So, and this was way, way, way back in the day. So don't nobody try to track this shit, you know, because I ain't trying to get nobody in trouble. And I ain't trying to party get in trouble. Boobs. Yeah, this is just party boobs and, and party <laughs> and party Roche. But when it was there, when it was an actual thing, you know, there was a certain type of woman that you would come across in the establishment. Again, this was years ago, years, years ago, decade even. <laughs> that this happened right But the point being On the side was We would weed out As you said The bullshit Tell you what All that fuck shit Gonna be over there Let's go here And everybody's gonna come here Everyone we wanna see Is gonna be here What we want, we're going for today Is gonna be here So that's what we're gonna Gravitate to um, So the same concept You know Is, is what you're saying Was yo Let's weed the bullshit out if you don't want to pay, that's cool. I don't want to argue with you over prices. I don't want to, you know, get the bill. You're not tipping the servers because you feel like the, you know, we. I, I don't want that, right? If you don't want to pay this, like you said, like, hey, yesterday's the price and today's price. If you don't want to pay this price, it's cool. There are other options. Go deal with those. And it's fine. Exactly. No hard feelings. It's so, entrepreneurs, so many people in this world, like, literally, Entrepreneurs out there, you if you live in an apartment complex, you can literally be a millionaire and just get all your people in your apartment complex to support your business. Like, it's so many people in this world. Right, absolutely. That's just one apartment complex, boobs. And that's a dope like, thought. But yeah, absolutely. Like, guys, this world is so big. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and understand, it's funny because you hear all these different, you know, sayings, right? The world is your oyster. The world is yours. And I guess us growing up, it went over our head. We didn't really believe it. And then we got older, like, wait, wait a minute. It is. I can really touch. It was Man, it's funny. I remember um, the the app, well, not the app, but the, the place I used to distribute the podcast, right? I remember when I first looked, they have a map with the analytics, and it shows me where people are listening. Yo, the first time I saw there was a motherfucker in Germany listening to this shit. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Then Europe and France and just all these. I'm like, yo, that's dope. Like, that's dope. And it was it wasn't anything we did. I didn't go to France and say, hey, you know, can he listen to my pot? Nah, it just spread. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that map is fire <laughs> to look at. You know what I mean? Sometimes when I need a boost, I look yeah, at it. Yeah, definitely. But you know, it's the same thing. I mean, you you look at how many people are coming to you and hitting you up. Say, hey, bro, when you and with yours is different because ain't like you're always selling weight. Like, you know, it's not an everyday thing. You got to catch you, right? No, I literally, and that's another part, and that's the segue into another part of the business. I intentionally made it that way. Mm -hmm. I intentionally made it harder because I know our market. I know Savannah. Yep. They want to miss something again. Like, they, like, it, if you create that market, 
like, because I don't ever believe in, I don't ever want to feel like I'm selling nobody. Right. Like, have you ever, I don't know, like, have you ever, like, outside of me saying, like, come try me out or me saying come over, like, have you ever heard me, like, sell somebody, though? Like, nah, I th- the only thing I've ever seen you do is tell me it's available. Yeah, like, but you never, you never, you're not, but you never, you just never, like, you never hit me, like, hey, boo. Like, it's literally been you post, hey, I'm selling, you know what I mean? Like, we got, you know, we're open from four, nine pickup times, whatever, but that's been it. It's never been come. You know what I mean? It's never been, hey, man. And and I I always believed in, I never wanted to sell people. I just wanted to create a space where they felt like buying. Dope, 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 (laughs) dope. And that's that's, that's a dope concept, man. That's a dope concept. So with that, man, let's let's get into some more music, man. What you got for me? All right, so the next one, um, yeah, we're going to stay in that smooth bag, you know what I'm saying? We, I feel like I'm on my key sweat late night, you know what I'm saying, already. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If y'all, in, if y'all on the East Coast, you know what I'm saying? We 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 arriving about, we got about 9 o'clock over here, so we're going to go into that Giveon bag, um, all to me. Baby, okay, okay, yeah He don't say Say what you want and now it's too late Cause you're right outside Let you up, lay you down It's just us, he lost your touch All to me, all to me Oh, we still don't make it feel beautiful I know, but I do Just know I got you He still don't even get you enough It's true It's what you want, baby, okay He give you his all, but you have no patience You made the call, so I ain't complaining Back on your way Wait, oh, you can't do it anymore I understand just why he went wrong So I got your hands where they don't belong I do what he can, so now you're By my side, that's not brush Lay you down, it's just us you lost your touch All to me, all to me Oh, we still don't make you feel beautiful I know, but I do Just know I got you He still don't even get you enough It's true in my room I ain't gonna stop you Oh, we still don't make you feel beautiful I know, but I do Just know I got you He still don't even get you enough It's true in my room I ain't Got lost in that moment. I say that was one of the ones you had to let ride. I feel yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, goddamn. So, all right, well, <laughs> and see, this is why I enjoy these, and and it's funny, man. Um, shot a lot. Lock was on last week, man. When I say it's these past ox segments, right? We used to do these things, man. Niggas just play music, and the vibes would be dope because my like the 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 friends I fuck, and this wasn't by design, clearly, but. The musical taste has always been there, right? Like we grew up listening to bullshit. Oh yeah, no, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, so we gravitate, gravitate toward you know what I mean the dope fly shit. So with that, I'm just having to my guy, man. Man, I call him the cheat code. Anytime I get back to the corner, 
And that's on back into the corner, man. I go to my boy, man. So I'm gonna tap into Lucky Day, and we're gonna play over. Let's get it. Lucky day over. Okay, uh, I'm code. feeling that cheat code, man. Cheat code, love that sample too. They have crazy sample. Ain't music soul child. Y'all about to say yeah, that music yeah. soul child. That, that, yeah, that was you know yeah. As soon when I first heard that record and I heard it, I said oh yeah, I'm just yeah. Fuck it, yeah, man. that music soul child. You can't go wrong with that one. So All right. I appreciate Young Buck getting on that. Oh yeah, for sure. So um, we've gotten to we got into the business side of things, man. We talked about the mentality you need to have starting your business. Um, we talked about pricing strategies. We talked about dealing with the negative. We talked about how to, you know, deal with the positive, how to move forward. Um, so with that, uh, a lot of gems were dropped. So let's get into actually you as a person, right? So I'm going to start it off this way. Let's take you back, right? Anytime era you want to live in, I don't care what it is. Anytime, anytime slavery, it could be Jim Crow, it could be... You know, Dungeons and Dragons. I don't care, right? If you can go back to any era and take back three items or people, that's the new one we're going to add, or people, What's what era would you go back to and what, what would you take with you? All right, so I think, um, I think I'm going to have fun with this one, especially since we're in basketball season. So mm-hmm. I'm going back to... Um, so when was the Lakers winning the rings? Like when it was like back in the sixties? It was like it was actually the sixties, seventies, eighties. Sixties where I'm talking about where it wasn't not Wilt Times on before Wilt, like when it was like George Mike and them? Yeah, like sixties, sixties. So I'm going back to the sixties in the okay. NBA. I'm talking about the beginning. The when they were patting the ball. Yeah. Not dribbling, they were patting. Okay. Yeah. Get your shit on. Go ahead. I know what you I know what you're gonna do. Go ahead. I'm bringing mm-hmm. KD. <laughs> 
<laughs> Michael Jordan. Jesus Christ. Why are you doing this? And Steph Curry. And you put them on the same team? Yes. Okay. How many points per game does each one average? No, and I'm taking their mentality with them too. Like yeah, Steph yeah. Curry know to shoot the three. Now Jordan no, know to go kill. Now remember now one or three point line back then. Well, we won't take the threes. So then no three point line, so we not we not bringing Curry there. Guess who I'm bringing then? Who? The Diesel. Big Shaq. Put him in that paint. He's going to get he bang. Can they dunk then? I don't think they can dunk back there. Can dunk back there. Can dunk. Mm-mm. Can't bring Shaq. He going to break down something. Yeah, I'm bringing KD, Jordan. With another good score that I can bring. That's going to have fun with them boys. James Harden? I say James Harden, but I don't really like James Harden. What about Cole? R.P. to Kobe. I'm taking Kobe. Iverson, maybe? Yeah. No, I'm taking Kobe. Kobe, okay, okay. So we're taking Kobe, Jordan, and Katie to the 60s. We having fun with that. Just watching Raise Hell. Oh, no, we having fun with that. Say less. Say less. Nah, That's, dope. That's dope. Try to have some fun with it, guys. Yeah, that, have, we'll have a blast with that. Uh, one thing, and it's wild hearing you actually giving Kobe some flowers because. Oh, yeah. You, you, you've been a, uh, a, a, a proclaimed Laker hater since as long as I've known you. Now, see, Laker hater is a proclaim that came from the Lakers. Never in my space because you hate us. The Laker haters. I the, never ever you, said I hated the Lakers. Can I get starters. you on wax? Is saying that the Laker hate is different than any other place. The Lakers hate the hate of not you. Oh yeah, but it's Laker hate is different than any other place. You won't get me saying on wax because you know what hate is worse than that. What's that? Being a LeBron fan. It's not. It's it not, is. I'm telling not. you, it is. Let me tell you why it's not. Let me tell you why it's not. I'm listening. No matter who's on the Lakers, doesn't matter. We sucked, and we were still on first take, getting hate for being bad. Only Lakers remember that. Only oh, Lakers we were, fans. We Lakers. Y'all only. Y'all the, the hate only, is there. The hate. Y'all only. Y'all. I don't remember none of these episodes where they the would hate, talk about. The hate always. Uh, other than the fact that, you know. Alonzo Ball, you know, that was funny when he came. I thought that was that was probably like some random hate y'all got, but I don't even feel like that's real hate. Like you, y'all, you know, y'all were you, really you know, sorry. You know how ill that was? So think about what you just said. Lonzo was a rookie. Yeah. Right? Not a rookie like uh LeBron or a rookie like uh, uh what other rookie came to He was technically with? supposed to be like a LeBron. But but second round I, but, pick. but what but I, not but yeah, not, yeah, you know what not, I mean. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. not. Or uh, uh, a Zion. Yeah. Or someone that, who came yeah. in. You know what I mean? Like, you, he wasn't someone who came in as the second coming. He was going to be a, a good point guard. But the hate Zoe got. You know what he got that hate? Now, of course, a lot came from his dad. Yeah, you know, a lot, lot came a from lot his dad. A lot. But a lot the of it also. A lot of it also came from being a Laker. Because I also watched Melo. And Daddy's still doing all that. Mellow and Charlotte is a little bit different. The hate for Mellow wasn't as crazy as it was for Zoe. The Laker hate is different. I, I, I'll, I'll say that the Laker hate is balanced out with how much shit y'all talk. Y'all talk the most out we of every. To. No, y'all don't. We do. <laughs> like, y'all talk. For I remember a segment of years yeah. where y'all talked and y'all were excited about summer league, like and we were talking about playoffs and championships and Lakers with nowhere to be found. It was still talk. 
I mean, we're excited by a team. Can we not be? We'd well, be fun. Okay, well, can I get something from you on Wax on your show? Talk to me. I had told a couple people from Facebook, Lakers fans, the only way the Lakers are ever see greatness again or ever get another chip is if LeBron James came. You said that. You didn't mean it, but you said it. I'm, I meant it with every bone. I just never thought it would happen. Right, but then think about the fact that we got LeBron and we didn't make the playoffs. You see, that's that Lakers shit right there. You know, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 be real with yourself. That's that Lakers shit right there. Wait, wait, wait. I'm I'm, 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 going to let you cook, but I'm going to counter without. I'm going to counter, and I'm going to be completely honest and subjective in what it honestly honestly means to be a Lakers fan. And I'll tell you why we think the way we think. But I'm going to let you get your shit off, though. I I, I, I mean, I want to have a good conversation. So so I'm going to say this. LeBron, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna actually shoot you with a question and make you answer. Okay. Did LeBron not get hurt that year that right. they didn't make the playoffs? Did he get hurt? Yes or no? He did. You remember everything, right? You mm-hmm. seem like you've been, you remember in first like take stuff. I'm, I'm really like a fan. What position were the Lakers in before LeBron got hurt? Fourth. What well, are we talking about? You want, you want me to keep it a buck with you? <laughs> and this is me keeping it a thousand percent. We still weren't gonna make the playoffs. And listen, let me let me let me let me finish. 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 I'm gonna tell you. No, why. I'm gonna let you. I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. The roster wasn't strong enough. It has nothing to do with LeBron. Our roster wasn't strong enough. They we wouldn't made the playoffs. They wouldn't have did anything in the playoffs. They wouldn't have made the playoffs. And so I, so so your, your thought is eight seed. Because I, 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 I honestly, and this isn't me. This is nothing. It's LeBron. LeBron was the reason we were a four seed. LeBron is the reason we would have had a sniff of an eight seed. But me being a Laker fan. Looking at the West at that time, I don't think that roster that young was strong enough to finish out a season. That's just my thought. And this is Laker fan. And nothing against LeBron. They were LeBron, LeBron, LeBron probably would have LeBron's never going with MVP again. Again, not that's against not LeBron. Too, that's, that's, that's yeah, that's team. something else though. And this isn't a, this isn't a LeBron slight in me saying that. No, LeBron, no, no. It's, think, no, it's yeah, real. Like but, how but MVP real, is judged, but he has no possible way of doing yeah, it no more. And, and, and to be real with you, I honestly feel like LeBron could have went through that the end of that season, yeah. put up thirty nine and nine. I don't feel that the rest of the team was strong enough. Oh to get no, that. no, no. And that, but, but that's my point. It's yeah. not. It's not against LeBron. Yeah. It's literally. I don't think we would have made the playoffs. I think LeBron would have been LeBron. I think I they would have made the playoffs. I just, I'm be honest with you. The team that we had, and this is a point that um, it's funny with LeBron because when I talk about LeBron, I really try to make basketball points. I really do. I say because I realized a few years ago that my hate was never toward LeBron. <laughs> it wasn't. LeBron's a good guy and a great talk. player. It was the it was the LeBron fans that yeah. bothered me, and that was early. That was because LeBron. Two, three years in, I was being told was better than Kobe and LeBron didn't have a ring. And I just remembered the hate Kobe got before he got a ring. And then he went and got three. Then it was, well, he ain't shit without Shaq. Then he went and got two more. And it was like, well, he, you know, so then then it was, well, LeBron's better. You know, so that's more so where the the actual hatred came from. Yeah. And then I I realized, then I was like, you know what? This ain't got nothing to do with LeBron. But one thing I do respect about the Lakers fan, and I think it, helps me understand why you do feel like that about that season is y'all y'all really are like let's go win this shit this year it's not like come contend no it's and that's what i love about so that's what i love and admire about y'all now so so with that does it make sense why 
we're so hard on oh, LeBron yeah. in oh, losing yeah. finals. Oh, oh, but like, yeah. you don't know, it's great to get that short. Go oh, win yeah. that shit because you're there. So that's why the thought, because oh, yeah. LeBron came out and said it. He said, you know what? To be honest with you, what's different about Lakers fans is they don't give a shit about the playoffs. They don't give a shit about the conference finals. They don't. You can get the game seven of the NBA finals, lose by one point, and in our mind, the season was a failure. Yep. So I, I respect me, that. And me, you had these debates. You like, nigga, y'all didn't make the playoffs for ten years. I don't care. Them years was failures. I don't care. We made the playoffs a for the first time. A failure. It doesn't matter. It don't matter it's, how you look at it. Don't matter how you chop it down. One point in seven, seven, seven game yeah, series or. or or a, a bum season, <laughs> or you number you one win, draft, or yeah. you or you draft Lonzo Ball <laughs> exactly, or you go zero and eighty two. It doesn't matter. Yeah, zero and eighty two and losing in Game Seven of the Finals. And, and I, res- I I do respect that about y'all, and and that's one of the flowers yeah. I will give. You know, yeah. I respect that about y'all. And, and I and honestly, I do. And it's funny. I think that um, LeBron is a calculated guy. I think that's part of that's going to be part of his legacy. Yeah. Because LeBron coming to L.A. brought that understanding between his fans and Lakers slash Kobe fans, right? Yeah. Like, all right, yeah. I see what y'all saying. I, I, I like it. I mean, it was a move that I felt like, yeah, he it was a little of that added in there. And, I mean, honestly, it makes sense. I mean, being in L.A., I mean, what he doing right now, you know, it only makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know so. what I mean? and, and, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't like it. I did, I loved it. and and I told you, I said it to you. I said, bro, I, bro, I was good with losing before I brought, but that was because I was comfortable with what we had on the roster and I felt like that team could compete. And I feel like what I said was justified as well. I mean, you see what oh, Zoe's yeah. doing in Chicago, Julius Randle's doing, Ingram, yeah, Caruso, and that, and, and, and I like a lot of them boys. And, and, Brandon and Ingram, yeah, yeah Brandon and Caruso was part. He was one of the last members of the. Of the, the, the young Lakers that yeah, we used to call I, I like that team. Was, I won't lie. I yeah. like that core. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So it was a um it, it took a lot for both sides to kind of come together. Yeah. Um but it is two different viewpoints, you yeah. know what I mean? And when you're rooting because it kind of goes back to two different eras. You know, we're still in the era of rooting for a team. This is my team mm-hmm. and I fuck with this team. And then LeBron fans are from the era of no, I like him. And, and we we got forced into that. Think about it. LeBron fans were the real fans that really got forced in today's way of fans. Right, yeah, And we yeah. were kind of like the pioneers that had to eat it up because it was like, yeah, we you were had at his will. Like, it the nigga Le- went to Miami. Like LeBron won his first ring in what year? Uh, What was that? Dang, that's a good question. Miami, second year. He went, went to, to Miami, Miami in 2013. Yeah, it sounded like 13. So, so 10 years in? Is it 10, yeah. 11, 10 years in? So I'm about 9, 10. 9, 10 years in. So 9 years. So that's yeah. 9 years of us on y'all ass. Oh, yeah. Telling us about Brian. You know, telling y'all about it, Brian. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, know you remember mean? they so. even had the Kobe. See, it was even deeper than you think. You yeah. When they used to do the Kobe. The puppets. The, Co- the puppets. Kobe versus LeBron. Like, that yeah. was. It, it was. LeBron, have you seen my rings? Yeah. yeah. It was all. It was. Oh, real. it was ill. They, it was ill. But, but the, they knew. The scenario. They yeah. knew. They knew. It was, it was forced on us by the media. Yeah. Um, it was on. It was forced on us. You know me, I mean? And I never had an issue with LeBron. Um, a convo we had on a previous podcast um, episode was we kind of went through um, top fives. Right, so okay. top five plus a six man, and we says, okay, give me LeBron's top five, and then give me Kobe's top five, and tell me who's had more talent, right? And it's going to be LeBron, yeah. I've but LeBron's in a different era, you know. A lot of times you needed that to get to where you were. 
And you can debate, you know, say it's a shit. lot of debates. Yeah, and it's a lot that. of different debates and nuances and shit that you can get into. But, but me and you have always kind of had that friendly back and forth of, bro, like I don't want to hear that shit. But I think LeBron coming to LA gave us that clarity of, okay, you know what? I see how y'all think. I may not agree with it. But I see for y'all, y'all really that damn crazy that y'all don't give a shit about anything other than a championship and anything less than that is is, is done. And in our and, and to me it's stupid. But y'all, you know what I mean? I get why people look at this the way they look at like a fan. Like y'all niggas is retarded. Y'all really think y'all gonna win every <laughs> single year, huh? Y'all believe it. Like it's different when you behind these lines yeah. with us, right? And like y'all really, y'all yeah. don't like y'all. We That's we. We could lose on a Thursday in November, and y'all like, bro, this is some bullshit. Y'all want to go eighty two and zero, huh? Yeah, we do. <laughs> eighty two and zero. I respect it. Like you know, that's that's what they was. That's the cloth of the Lakers. So you know, you can't be mad at it. Hey me, man, man, we watched Shaq and Cole go fifteen and one in the playoffs. Like it's different, and it's funny because I remember rooting for being an AI fan. You know, what I mean, then watching them play the Lakers and having to root against them. And it was that was kind of that marriage of what you spoke to with being that that fan of a player. Yeah, you kind of got forced into it, you know. But you got a team. Yeah. So who are you rooting for? Like, man, shit, fuck it, yeah. You know, it's, it's it's Lakers until the series over with. And you know what really got me on Brian? What's that? Because I really was a T Mac fan. Right, right. I remember T Mac started letting me down. Yeah, so, you know, Mac was your guy. Injured. You know, the man got injured like nine years straight. You know, it's a fact. And it was it was just crazy. Man. Did I ever but, tell you a story about that? Like what really that? was going on with Mac? Oh, oh, because you were y'all. Yeah, like we were, yeah. yeah really, was going on was he was misdiagnosed for a long time. He told me it was his knee and it was his back. But mm-hmm. the way every the way your body works is that back you is tied it. to everything. Yeah. So the first injury, had they actually checked his back, you'd have Mac and he'd have been good. Yeah. Full way through, and you yeah. had peak Mac for for years. I feel like I feel like even though I feel like T Mac got caught in that Carmelo stuff too, though. He did. He did. I feel like two more years of Toronto would have changed his outlook in the NBA. Him and VC Stan. Yeah. Um, T Mac was just breaking through into that type of player. I just felt I just felt like he took on that independent role and he just got in that mixer of being the highest paid only player on the team. Well, you know So you got y'all. But if you remember there's supposed to be in three a big three in Orlando. It's supposed to be Mac, supposed to be Grant Hill. And Tim Duncan. Mm. Tim Duncan tore the Ferrari facility down there with Tracy, with Grant. They thought it was done. Tim Duncan went back to uh back to Pop in San Antonio. Okay, cool. Then you okay, well shit, Mac and Grant Hill. This is Grant Hill. Still Grant Hill. Right? Cool. Grant gets hurt, has a surgery. Uh, I believe his ankle ankle gets infected. Uh, whole thing. So now Grant Hill. So now Grant Hill's not Grant Hill again. So now is Mac. Mac is from Arbondale. That's an hour outside of Orlando. Mac's back home. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that, from yeah. Arbondale. He's actually his cousin, um, Johnny. Uh, shout out to Johnny, man. Johnny's a big brother to me, man. Johnny's down. He coaches um Winter Haven High School, the girls team. Actually, okay. Johnny has he's been coaching, I wanna say eight, nine years. He has five state championships. Okay. I mean, Johnny's a legend down okay. there now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But point of the matter is Mac actually did he it wasn't what a lot of people think where he got caught up in wanting to be the man. He actually was really building the first first modern day big three. Mm. But circumstances took away from it. Yeah. Then Mac's ego took off. Yeah. Got into it with um 
uh, I think it's Wise Broad, uh, Rise Broad um, was the GM down there, and that's who got him sent out to to Houston for uh, Steve Francis, and rest is history. But yeah. but nah, to be honest, Mac probably would have been higher on that list. Yeah, I say I say yeah. I, I, I was I was a big Mac fan. I ain't gonna lie. I think I think T Mac was one of the best players just to watch. You know, I sat there yeah. and watched that San Antonio game where he shot that uh, 13, 13, 35. 35. Yeah, it was. Yep. I mean, I was in. In the house, like watching it, pulled to be sleep. Going Got the crazy. TV low, and I mean, I'm trying to yell and not be too crazy. Tracy and and I don't want to make it a you know, I don't I don't want to be away about it. Mac, I was blessed to meet a lot of NBA guys. Mac is by far the most humble, down to earth, cool NBA player I've ever met. Yeah, ever I, met. I feel me and me and Matt would be cool. I gotta yeah, meet my yeah, boy in person. Yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt is real low key, man. He actually invited us to the crib, man. We watched the um the Winky Ride Bernard Hopkins fight. Okay. At his crib, he had pizza. It was dope, man. It was real dope. Yeah, I gotta check um, out, man. When, I yeah, know we're man. running to each other. Oh, man. for sure, for I got sure, some for sure. In Orlando. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's that's dope. That's dope, man. So, um, so we got to the Lakers stuff, man. Got to the Bron stuff. Um, we got into the um, we got into your business, um. Businesses, let me not shortchange. Hey man, we working it. Yeah man, absolutely. Um, shit, let's get some more music, man. Let's play some more music. Some music we close this shit on out. So, it's back to you. Back to you. Let's see. So we have been keeping it R and B. Yeah. So um, oh yeah, I go in a deep bag, an old deep bag. So let's go. Um, you could do. Uh, we're gonna go. Tell me how you feel. Uh, Chris Brown and Tory Lanez. This was a, a low gem, but them boys rolled this one out. I got you. So, <laughs> it's only right. It's only right, man, that I'm going to get into um, 
Get into uh, another one, man. Because, again, man, this is a, a past arts playlist, man. So we in the crib. You done played some shit, man. All, 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 all the baddies and shifted your way, man. I got to bring it back to me. So I'm going to tap into another one of my favorite cheat codes, man. I'm going to go to uh, Division. Featuring Ty Dolla Sign, man. I'm going to do outside. That's the That's a. He went in his bag with that one, yo. So, uh, got two more things we want to get to for if I let you out of here. Um, first things first, um, and I meant to get to this earlier. This is actually another part of um, being an entrepreneur. Um, and actually, you know what? I got a clip I want to play. Uh, first of all, that kind of gets to that. And then um, what's happened to uh, actually what it means for you in particular. Okay. So, this is a, a Joe Budden uh, clip. He was actually on the podcast with Mayno. Um, and this is a, actually a few months ago, but I think this kind of ties in what we've been talking about. Saying us in general, we'll start something and we don't find the immediate gain in it, we quit. Right? Good. No, we, we quit too early because you didn't you didn't quit. Good. Quit. Why? Because I ain't. <laughs> it makes it easier for you. Because I ain't. Right. Fuck right. is you talking about? That was the fuck right. of my business. What the fuck is we talking about? Absolutely. Hey, go for it. Yeah. Check this Absolutely. Out. It's gonna be tough. That's right. It's gonna be nice. You don't sleep. It's gonna be nice where your phone don't stop ringing. You're not gonna see your girl. You're not gonna really talk to your family. You might miss some birthdays, some holidays. You might miss a kid being born. Quit, nigga, cause I'm near. Oh shit! I do all of that. I'm okay. like all of that, nigga. So yeah, man. So, with it. Yeah, so Joe kind of sat into a man and. And, and it's something I want to talk to you about too, and, and, and everything you're doing, man. I've seen you grind, I've seen you working, um, and we only got 24 hours in a day. Um, you know, I mean, you got the family thing going and all that good stuff, man. So, how how's that balance? 
Because um, that's one thing that we didn't get into, you know, when it comes to being an entrepreneur and building and creating. You know what I mean? How does that, how do you balance that? Can you balance that? You know, what kind of understanding does it have to be set in your house before we really pursue this? Yeah, and that's a tough one. I think I'm still working through it. And I think that's what it is. You just work through it. Um, but you do have to get to a space where you you really decide what's important and what's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say for me, um, for my my son is important. Mm-hmm. So what's needed is for him to eat. You right. know what I'm saying? So I gotta I gotta provide, you know, and I feel like, you know, it's one of them things, man. Sometimes, yeah, you might not get no sleep trying to be a dad, you know what I'm saying, or be there for your family. And it's um it just goes back to your why. You know, I think a lot of me, uh, like my grind is for my family and for my son, you know, so a lot of what I do sometimes it's just that motivation to get back to my son. Like, right. You know, and by the time I got back to my son, you know, I'm, I'm back rejuvenated, but I think it's one of the things you work through. I mean, honestly, as an entrepreneur, like Joe said, I mean, it's going to be times where you're going to miss family events. You know, I miss, I miss my son going to the beach for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ran up a bag that day and, you know, <laughs> I chilled my son the whole day the next day. Um, so I say uh, that's along the lines of I say creating a job and a business. You know, if you create a business, you know, your time should be in a space where you can do pretty much whatever you want if you're creating a business. But some people right. create jobs mm. and they insinuate two different things, you yeah. know. So I just say, um, yeah, you you kind of just you kind of just work through it. And um, communication is really key. Um, you, you have to you have to continue to express to the people around you what you're trying to do. You have to continue to get them to see the dream. Mm-hmm. Right? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be continued times where you're going to have to re-explain it, but you have to have that tunnel vision, too, to know that even, like, I, I would say in my space, I'm the man in my, in, in my house, you know, so I have to have the clarity to know that I have to be the last straw, and I know I have to work on what our future is going to look like. Right. I know whatever I do, that's going to be the reflection of my household. You know, mm-hmm. so I say with that being said, you know, I just have to grind hard and be the example. So, yeah, I mean, I I mean, with the newborn, man, you know, it's a lot of doulas in the mix, <laughs> babysitters, you know, um, miss time. Um, but, yeah, I balance it out with just um, – I spend time with my son during the week. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I create a business that I can kind of control my hours too. So, but I mean, yeah. it's times where, you know, you're going to miss it. And yeah. like say, you just got to kind of, it, it kind of comes with it. But if you can communicate with your people around you, I think that's the best way of going about it. Yeah. Dope, Communication dope. is key. Dope. Absolutely, man. So, one thing I got to get to before we get out of here, man. Um, I, I mentioned. Sure. I mentioned, man, when we first when we first met, man, I met you on the court. Yo, Roche's one of the few, not few, so it's, it's, it's people out there that can attest to it, but he's one of the people that can attest to the fact that there was a, a, a brief moment where I could actually hoop a little bit, right? <laughs> it's a brief moment, man, right, where I could really run the point a little bit, man. Um, and that's why I met him. But you left us, G. Uh-oh. You left us. You left, you, you, left, you left the West, man, and went to that school on the South, man. So I know and you know. That and 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 we've called it, you know, called groves the trenches, right? <laughs> we've always said, you make it out of groves, you could damn sure make it anywhere. Oh yeah, because it was it was so different 
even when I hear about other schools, I'm like, bro, y'all, y'all want the girls. Y'all didn't know, bro. I'm talking full fledged riots at seven thirty in the about, morning. Yeah. Chairs flying. I mean, the definition of what Eastside High School was on Lean on Me that was yeah. girls, right? Yeah. So then you left girls and went to Jenkins. Now Jenkins probably, you know, Jenkins had his shit. But it wouldn't grow. So how was that transition? This is kind of for our Savannah people, man. So how was that transition, especially in that era? Right? Yeah, so, when, yeah. So yeah, so um for starters, so yeah, I, I left Grows um at the beginning of my eleventh grade year. And just to kind of give y'all some insight on that. Um, you know, a lot of guys that I had played basketball with, you know, we were building a dynasty. I mean, that was the year that we were talking about like all of us together, you know, it was gonna be crazy, but Honestly, what it was is um, my parents. Yeah. My parents literally moved to another side of town. So <laughs> I don't know what y'all wanted me to do. Like, right. shit, yeah. I had to move with my family. Like, I was a kid yeah. still. You, you know, it was in high school. Like, you know, and I. Did I, you try to stay? <laughs> did I try to stay? <laughs> no, I, I actually to... did, but, you know, no, it would have been a commute out yeah. the ass. Like, the situation would have been, I would have had to wake up at 545 every morning. Mm-hmm. To get yeah, and I'm get, just fucking with you. I just play. So right, no, yeah. but no, it was a real thing. I try yeah. to look into it. So, what people don't know is, mm-hmm. I really saved Groves more embarrassment than it could have been because technically, with my school district, I was yeah. supposed to go to Johnson. Ah, and, and if y'all remember that, that squad around that, that time, that mix. they were one small forward away from having. Because you got to think about it, it was uh, Gerald, it was Jarrell, Speedy, Toby. Toby. Ben, Josh, they, Josh was our. I mean, and Josh was hard. Yeah, but I felt like you know, I I was still. I felt like you, you know, yeah, yeah, I yeah, felt yeah, like, yeah. You know, and, and Josh is my boy. If he was, yeah, to the year, oh, yeah, for sure, up, for sure. Yeah, like yeah. I said, I mean, I felt like at that point, you know, I was a better player, honestly. But um, yeah, if I would have went to Johnson, it would have created some ruckus in the city. You know, was ill. What was ill about all that is, and this is like some deep Savannah basketball talk. But coming into my ninth grade year, you know who's supposed to be in the Groves, right? Boom. Not, boom, yeah. You know who else? Who that? Toby. No, I knew me, that. Actually, me and Toby, you know. Toby we, lived. Toby lived. Me and Toby. Off played, of um, freaking Quaco. Uh, me and Toby actually went to West Chapman together, but not only that. Toby lived off of Quaco. I didn't even that, think about that. That, that was, but hear me out. That was Beach District, right? None of us was going to Beach. So me and Toby, that's crazy. me, that's Toby, about that. remember Marion? I was cool. With, yeah, you Marion, know, that's what I said. Yeah. That, was, that was the we, back we, in the day. We did, we did the, uh, the STC thing, right? Shit across the screen, I think turning that early college and all that shit. But we all did that to go to Groves. Toby was in me, me, Marion, and Toby all were supposed to, like literally call road the first day of school in Tobyville. To what Toby at? I'm looking around. He was actually, and that was a whole different thing. I ain't gonna tell all my boy business. But he wasn't actually he 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 wasn't he had moved then came back and just popped up at Johnson. Yeah. And shout, shout out to my boy, man. Um, I need to call my daughter. I talked to yeah. him for a minute, man. But yeah. yeah but so, nah, nah, so my freshman year, actually, coming in the Groves was supposed to have been um, Boom, but also Toby. That would have been crazy. Coming in freshman yeah, year. Yeah, Boom was actually practicing um, yeah. the whole summer at Groves. But that summer yeah, so, team was different. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been crazy. But yeah, so I ended up going to Jenkins. I mean, it was just like a lighter sentence in the basketball scene. Cause I was like, okay, Jenkins hadn't won a game in like like people who are in my age group, like yeah. juniors that year. Yeah, they had never won a game since they've been in high school. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking about Jenkins was going 0 and 32 or 0 and whatever the season was that year. So, mm-hmm. um, I said, yeah, I just go to Jenkins. So, um, yeah, that was a real thing, man. Honestly, man, I had hits out for me from girls, man. Them boys. 
Them boys was really coming for me. I'm talking about like, I remember coming back to Groves the first time, the first game, and um, you know, I actually couldn't even play because I wasn't even eligible yet. And um, I mean, Groves blew us out by forty. Yeah, I'm talking about. And well, you know, it's funny, man. When you talk, when you talk about Groves, um, because people don't realize Groves never had the same team from. October to December, and then from January to the end, of the, it was never the same team. No, it was every, always I, yeah. the main team, and then boys would be what ten and two or whatever. And then Christmas hits, grades hits, eligibility hits, and now the boys, now the JV is now the varsity. Mm-hmm. And they would always, you know, going around girls made the playoffs a good bit of time, but that was a JV. That was a, the, you know what I mean? That they weren't supposed to be on the varsity. You know what I mean? So that was always the thing with girls. And that one year, shot the Keen and all the rest of the boys who made that run to the Elite Eight. Um, and probably should have been state champs that year. I think they yeah. went 30 and two that year, something mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, one of the reasons, all that good shit. But that was part of the first year that the so team from November state. was the team in January. Because you think about Shaw, Weenie, all, none of them boys played after December ever. Yeah. Weenie was, Weenie. <sighs> Weenie was that one. Weenie it's, was different. It's a lot of folks who don't know about Weenie, but Weenie was really one. coming out of that 03 to 07. If Weenie would have still been playing, we wouldn't be talking about a lot of players. Like, I'm talking about that man went from one game playing a ninth grade game. That man scored like 30 in like the first half. Mm-hmm. He took him out, yeah. let him play JV, started JV. The man put production out there. Took him out, mm-hmm. then played varsity that night. Man, hey, yo, shout out to Wien. I don't know why. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea where Wien at right now. But yeah, I, was sure. I, I was keeping tabs on him for a minute, but I couldn't keep up with him. But I hope he's doing well yeah, based man. off of the last tab I heard yeah, about yeah, him. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. I hope he's doing well, though, definitely. Yeah, shout man, but Wien Anybody, was... I know this is a West Side. I know somebody from West Side here, man. Yeah. Shout out to Wien. Tell him to reach out to me. That's my yeah, boy. Yeah, absolutely, he's man. Always Wien... a, Weenie was an absolute walking bucket, man. Yeah, so, so I guess it, to go back into the focus, too. I mean, I ended up going to Jenkins, you know, mm-hmm. and then that was pretty much the transition. Um, and I wanted to get into this one, you know. So we we got beat by 40 when we came to Groves, you know, in my, my junior year. Right. So my junior year, again, I couldn't play. Like I said, I had just left in the middle of basketball season. So that was the last time we played Groves that year. So my senior year. <laughs> I, I was looking for Groves. Yeah. So my senior year, people don't realize it. I came back to Groves and I got my one back. Yeah. So at you know, Groves. At Groves. Okay. In the so okay. I'm talking about. So that was a crazy one. So and then not to mention, I hit the game winner. Shout out. Okay. To, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, gun, y'all can gun, go gun look at. Y'all, y'all can go look at. That. Y'all can go look it up. But yeah. Um. But yeah, we was um in a space where they had told me when I left Groves. You would never beat us, right? They say they say they told me it was like you would never beat us. We know girls is different mentality, man. Girls is full of dogs on every sport. Oh yeah, girls are dogs. So we so after, they so said that they meant that, that shit. So after I got that win, I went to the middle girls phone like this my shit. Oh that's this. Yeah. Hey, and then at that point, I probably barely got out of the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm about to say, <laughs> I'm so I barely got out of the gym that night. The gold mine was different. The gold mine barely let me out. Like, yeah. if it wasn't for a couple of clouts, like my boy Bud and a couple of my West Side homies, yeah, like, it was over yeah, for me. Yeah, nah, for sure, man. The, <laughs> the, the, the gold mine, also Garden City Stadium, man, it was different because for Groves, that was ours. Oh, yeah. A lot of schools shared stadiums and gyms. Yeah. Nah, the gold mine was Garden City and that wet, the West Side, that was our shit. Mm-hmm. Garden City Stadium, 
our shit. Grows, like men all that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was, you know, no other school, but that was our shit. So yeah, so absolutely, man. So yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, God, yeah, God bless you that night. Definitely, uh, I'm glad you, I made you, it. You stood in the middle of that court. That's a real one way in, one way out situation. Nah, for real, like <laughs> out, out the gym, out the parking lot. Yeah, out, you know, you weren't getting out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I, tough. I'm man. already knowing. I, luckily, I used to say I'm Chatham Villa, so I knew some of them gate pathways. I couldn't yeah, jump the gate, but yeah, that would have been them. tough. Yeah, <laughs> man. So dope, dope, dope. So any any parting words, man? You got for the people. Uh, man, nah, man, I appreciate y'all having me on and listening, man. This is dope. Um, I would say for everybody in the area, I mean, really collaboration over competition. You know what I'm saying? Find somebody in your area that's doing what you do and support them. Y'all partner with each other. I mean, so many people in this world right now. So, I mean, we could all win. Literally, we could all win. So, other than that, man, y'all, y'all stay great, man. Stay dangerous. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna take that a step further, too, man. Um, if you're listening and you have a business, you have a platform, um, we're going to take that collaboration of competition to another level, man. Um, I want y'all to find somebody to collaborate with. I don't care what it is, man. Find them, collaborate with them and build something, man. And, and shoot it to the podcast, man. We want to highlight it, um, and post it on the Instagram page, man. So you got that, uh, shoot that to us. Um, also, ho, the ho with all them day. He got shit to do. <laughs> Oh, just got Instagram. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. Only, yeah he, he, he the only person so Beyonce follow. Oh shoot! Okay. He followed Beyonce. That's it. Only people they follow each other. Okay, I like. You know, that. she probably was like, "Nigga, get stupid." Cause last time, since Solange after your ass. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah. you know, Jay got to be low now. Yeah, got to. Got I think to, he got learned to. his lesson at this point. Yeah, he had to. He put a whole album out, man. <laughs> <laughs> she did too. Um, so yeah, man. So that being said, man, I appreciate you coming out, Definitely, man. Definitely appreciate Love you having me, man. bro. Dope combo. Uh, exactly what I thought it would be, man. And then some, man. So dope, dope, dope. Once again, uh, this episode 37 of the Untitled Podcast. Move right along, man. You know, if you fuck with us, fuck with us. If you don't, don't you worry about it, bitch. I know somebody like it. And that's a fact, man. So, <laughs> <That's good>. uh, <laughs> I appreciate everybody listening to it for the first time. We appreciate y'all. If you fuck with us for the last time, man, appreciate you being here. Um, so, with that being said, all hearts and minds are clear. Uh, once again, man, this is a journey. Uh, life is what it is, man. Everything gonna be hard. Getting money hard, being broke is hard. So any day, choose your heart, man. With that being said, like that, yeah, man. Always, always. So that being said, we out, man. See y'all next week. When I pull up on a nigga, tell that nigga bad, bad. I'm too good with these words, watch a nigga bad track. If I die, all I know is I'm a motherfucking legend. It's too late for my city. I'm the youngest nigga rapping. Oh my god, oh my god. If I die, I'm a legend. Oh my god, oh my god. If I die, I'm a legend. I'm a first. I'm on tour, got a girl, she from the side Used to work, used to dance and test it Now she clean the house every day I was struggling to learn what life's about On my way, money taught me Spanish Make it on delay Way up north, packing Honda cars Don't know who we are, fuck them all They only pussy niggas shooting at the star Right or wrong, I'm alright my they can't live this long You don't know where you're gonna go I got this shit mapped out strong When I pull up
up on a nigga, tell that nigga bad back. I'm too good with these words, watch a nigga bad track. All I know, if I die, I'm a motherfucking legend. It's too late for my city. I'm the youngest nigga rapping. Oh my god, oh my god, if I die, I'm a legend. Oh my god, oh my god, if I die, I'm a legend. I'm no one. One. Why do I feel like the only one? Why do I feel like you owe me one? Six G-O-D, I'm the holy one Yeah, you know what's up yeah. They been on for a minute now You know they all sentimental now You know they all acting different now And I, I just can't pretend Seen too much It's so hard for me to let new people in can't change this shit set in stone they can't live this long you don't know where you're gonna go i got this shit mapped out strong when i pull up on a nigga tell that nigga bad back i'm too good with these words watch a nigga bad track all i know if i die i'm a motherfucking legend it's too late for my city i'm the youngest nigga rapping oh my Untitled Podcast. Ooh, give me some more flavor.